Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of my professional lacrosse friends, someone whose smile is incredibly contagious, and a wonderful friend. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Sarah Brown is this episode's guest, and I'm so excited for you all to dive into this conversation. SB, for short, is someone that I met through my professional lacrosse journey, and in this episode we talk a bit about how we played against each other in college multiple times, but never interacted until we were placed on the same professional team post-collegiately. Something that happens often in sports, especially in lacrosse, and something that is ever so present in mine and Sarah's friendship. I'm so grateful to have met SB and have played professionally with her for three summers now. Throughout the course of this episode, we talk a lot about our memories made on and off the fields, our hopes and dreams for the future of professional lacrosse as we are living our own dreams in the present of it, and all about Sarah's story. She is resilient, passionate about the people in her life, and can sing the national anthem like no one that I've met. SB is a rock star, and I hope you enjoy this lighthearted episode of Dream On. To another Dream On episode with special guest today, Sarah Brown, one of my very good friends. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. Again, I know I say this literally every time, but um, <laughs> this one's going to be fun. We're going to have uh, a good time, a lot of good conversation. And again, just a reminder for those of you listening later on on the podcast, we are re- recording these live um, from Athletes Unlimited. We are here in our hotel. Um, today we're in Sarah's room, room 315, if anyone wants to come hang out. Um, flowers or chocolate. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool opportunity because we're surrounded by such awesome, um, you know, friends and lacrosse players and people, and we're just able to kind of like sit on each other's couches and have these conversations. So um, really unique opportunity, and I'm excited to dive into it. But a little bit about our guest today. Today we're with Sarah Brown. She is a University of Colorado Boulder lacrosse um, alum. She graduated in 2018, just like myself. Um, she's a two-time All-American defender. Let's go. First team All-Pac-12 defender, Pac-12 defensive player of the year, um, and now professional lacrosse player with Athletes Unlimited. So, Sarah, thanks for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. I'm so excited. I know that um, we've been joking a lot about, like, hoping that we're going to be appropriate here on this podcast. So, <laughs> Um, the right thing. <laughs> so we're going to try our best for our listeners out there, but first and foremost, we always like to start off to a good start, um, on the dream on podcast. So, so just diving into your lacrosse background, want to kind of get into how you're feeling today and just about like life in general. So first and foremost, what is something that you are grateful for today? Um, gosh, so many things, uh, currently very grateful for my mom. Um, it's been a hard week, but today I don't know, it's kind of like a refresher day. So woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reset. Um, so it's been it's been a good day so far. That's awesome. I love that. She's been with me for sure. Your mom. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. She's a good lady. She <laughs> she seems like a good lady. She's a good one. Shout out to our Brown's mom. Um, but that's that's really great, especially I mean, like we mentioned, we're here in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And where's your mom at? 
She's in Colorado. Yeah. She's in Boulder. So she's in Boulder all the way halfway across the country. So um, that's really awesome that you can still have your rock here with yeah. you. Um, all right, something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today. Uh, you know, I guess practice. Yeah. yeah. We got after it this morning. Got going. We're on the purple team together this purple, week. Go purple. And I think we did really well. We yeah. worked as a team together and um, fixed some little things we needed to work on. I'm feeling solid for this weekend. Woo! Love to hear that. Um, for, again, for those of you listening, Athletes Unlimited, we change teams every week. Um, so last week, Sarah and I were actually drafted to the same team. We were on blue, which is exciting. And then on Monday night, um, I was the captain for team purple and drafted Sarah Brown back to our team. And this is so we're on the same side again. <laughs> um, but we get to rock purple this week. So that's going to be exciting. Um, all right. So last but not least in off to a good start, something that you're pumped to chase could be the rest of today could be tomorrow could be in your near future, long-term future. What are you pumped to chase? Um, you know, I feel like I had to reset my goals and what I wanted. And, um, so I think just yesterday, uh, we had the mindfulness and, um, I think some little things that I took away from that was, um, just being a little bit more patient. Um, so I'm excited about my new goals that I have created and, um, I'm hoping to kind of stick with those and be more mindful and um, just recenter how uh, I look at life. Yeah, awesome. And that was a workshop that you did yesterday with AU, right? Yes. Tell a little yeah. bit of it, our listeners about what they've been having us do in here. Um, some of those. Yeah, there have been a bunch of little uh, workshops. Workshops, yeah, right? Yeah. Workshops. Um, so yesterday it was uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they just gave us like, uh, a yellow card, a green card and a red card. And the green card was like, when you feel the happiest or like, mm-hmm. so it was like, you would write down, you would feel confident and, um, just for me, bubbly and outgoing is when I feel the best. And yellow is kind of in that middle phase and what that looks to you. So maybe like overthinking and doubtful maybe start to be negative um and then red is like anger and fear and just all the things and then they gave us some tools um to work with when you're getting in those scenarios uh which was pretty cool and i've noticed that i did a lot of them but i think uh recognizing when i'm in those areas and then being able to shift that mindset uh was really interesting for me because i think i'll start to do it but i'm not recognizing like where it should take me if that makes sense yeah. um so i love all that psych stuff um so that part of the workshop was cool for me yeah that's and that's really cool that they brought in red yellow and green cards too right like yeah i think this world across yeah um <laughs> you know lax is lit <laughs> oh. so speaking of i mean we're obviously here playing lacrosse um and that's kind of how we met mm-hmm. that's how we became friends yeah. um what can you can you come back to when we first met and like what you thought well, we met on the field <laughs> so I obviously hated you <laughs> in college like who is this Kylie <laughs> who is she really Stony Brook we played in a monsoon 
<laughs> the worst place I ever played at in the middle of a monsoon. It was so cold. <laughs> it was, but like it couldn't turn to snow yet, which I was hoping for. Yeah, you guys are used to snow out in Colorado. But yeah. I know we would. Um, it's so funny. Any anybody that I talk to now, you know, post collegiately, it's like, yeah, when we came and we played at Stony Brook, it was downpouring, it was freezing, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that's how we played all of our home games. We know. So this last Sunday was fine for you. Yes, yeah, last Sunday we played in torrent, uh, torrential downpour, and it was, uh, you know, usual. We call it our weather, but that's so funny because that's yeah, that was our first encounter in college, and we played against each other. But it's not like we like, you know introduce ourselves or no. anything like that so then we met uh, in the WPLL for the fight um I don't really know like our first me either I don't really I remember, was actually trying to think about it and I, I was trying to ask you <laughs> see if you remember I, I think it was just like we met and then just became friends yeah and then because we were on the team for two summers together right yeah yeah two summers, summers together and then I just invited myself to do things with you <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just invited myself to do things with you. No, but that's the beauty of it, right? Like, it's so funny because when you put it like that, and I always tell people about this, I think it's such a cool world that we live in that we, we weren't necessarily rivals in college, but we were opponents, right? Yes. And like, we didn't even know anything of each other, but we were just like, oh, that girl on the other team, like, I don't like her because she's good. Yeah. Right. And then, like, you graduate, you go play professionally, and then all of a sudden you're on the same team as some of these people. So you have to relearn how to like get that first impression and like see if they could be friends with you and everything like that. Yeah. And um, it is funny because I don't remember our first like real like encounter either, yeah. but we did just like become friends over the last couple of years. And now I'm visiting you out in Denver, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so <laughs> funny you said inviting yourself to do things because what I immediately think of is Fourth of July. Yeah, Fourth of July. <laughs> The 4th of July, 2019, mind you, all of our listeners, Sarah still lives in Denver. She still lives in Colorado and I still live on Long Island in New York. So (laughs) Sarah texts me and it's in between. We have a long break between our one WPLL game and another game. So we have a long break. She's supposed to be in Colorado. She texts me. It's right around 4th of July. I was visiting my friend. I know. know. She texts me. She's like, I'm in New York. What are you doing? I was like, what part of New York? She's like, yeah, I'm in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's in New York City. <laughs> she's in the city. I'm out on the island. She's like, so what are you doing for the fourth? You got any plans? <laughs> well, we'll be at the beach if you want to come, come meet us. And for those of you who are listening who know what it's like to get from New York City out to Robert Moses out on the island, Sarah Brown was a trooper and on the morning of 4th of July, hopped on a train out east, got from the train, got an Uber to Robert Moses Beach, and then walked about two miles along the coast of the beach to find me and my friend. The traffic was so bad just on the island. In it was the longest Uber ride ever. Oh and I was God. like, just let me out here. I'm gonna run. <laughs> I'm gonna run. It's like I just need to be there. I just need to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was amazing. It turned out great. Like you had never met any of my friends before. Yeah. I'm practically a Stony Brook alone now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just because of that one fourth of July. So <laughs> I practically went to Stony Brook after that one game we played there in the torrential downpour. But I mean, again, like that's the beauty of like the life that we're living, right? Like yeah. as a pro lacrosse player, it's 
but that's so cool that we get to do that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. this past spring, I got to come out and get to do Endeavor. We ran a, an event together, but we also like, just made a weekend of it and mm-hmm. had a good time. Um, all right. So um, the thing that brought us all together and all of us here in this lovely hotel um, is lacrosse. So can you talk a little bit about like your intro to the sport? Like when did you first pick up a stick? Were you playing other sports? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Massachusetts, um, and I actually started playing boys lacrosse first. Uh, One of my babysitters actually ended up playing at Northwestern, and she started off playing boys lacrosse as well. And uh, I just, I always played um, sports with the boys, and they didn't have girls lacrosse yet for our age group, and I just picked it up and I loved it. and then when I moved to Florida is when I really started playing girls lacrosse. And I was a little pissed at first because I couldn't check at that <laughs> age. And that made me really mad. <laughs> You're used to the boys' rules. Yeah. I remember yelling at a rock when I was like in fifth grade. <laughs> My dad was like, you can't do that, Sarah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just, I loved literally playing any sport. I'm very competitive, but lacrosse was always that solid one that stuck with me and I knew that it was like my sport that was going to take me places um so yeah <laughs> so what other sports did you play growing up and I know that you mentioned as well you grew up in Massachusetts you moved to Florida and then yeah, Boulder in eighth grade yeah Boulder in eighth grade so you did a lot of moving around when you were younger mm-hmm. like playing a bunch of sports was that difficult was that easy the transition going bouncing back and forth from place to place or yeah I mean it was definitely difficult um I I, I played tennis baseball boys soccer um what else did I play I was on the swim team nice. uh volleyball basketball uh I golfed when I was really young in Massachusetts what? yeah you know I have a really good swing, so muscle memory from when I was 10. <laughs> this is my swing. <laughs> We're cradling. Uh, but what was nice was, especially at that age, sometimes I feel like it's hard. Um, like I was at a different middle school for like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Uh, so I think the thing that brought me closest and introduced me to a lot of friends was amongst a sports team um and I think it's just a great way to connect and meet people like the same way we did and in college when you're in new places I think that's what really helped me get through all the moving was making friends on a new sports team for yeah that's awesome made it easy and like I think now it's easy for me to meet new friends because I have moved a lot and I like change I just love meeting people in general but I think it's through all that moving and also just being on a bunch of different sports teams. That's awesome. Um, what do you think you learned from like, I mean, you just listed like almost every sport in the book, but <laughs> what do you think you took from- Probably missed one. <laughs> um, overall athlete over here. What do you think you like took from those other sports, maybe one in particular that um, kind of made you into the lacrosse player that you are, or even just as a leader or anything like that? I mean, I think, I think it's great to play multiple different sports. I think 
I also was an Irish step dancer just for a couple of years. What? <laughs> just for a few years, but I loved it. I love this podcast because <laughs> I just find out so many fun facts. You realize you're doing that before the game, aren't right? No, I'm not that good anymore. I did it like when I was super young, but um, it's just like you have to be really diligent. And um, my mom used to always say, like, she thought I have quick feet because of that. Like I just learned it and that muscle memory comes back immediately once you start doing something. I think basketball um, transitions very well to lacrosse, just a lot of the same movements, um, you know, picks, mm-hmm. all those screens, um, just the same type of movement. Just by <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I just think it uh, correlates, but you're also able to, like, I just think it makes you better in different sports uh, for other sports. Absolutely. It just all comes together. Yeah. I think that was a really cool thing that, like, a lot of people have talked about basketball and soccer and even hockey, too. Like, some mm-hmm. athletes, like, very similar kind of crossover with the movements and skills and, like, muscle memory, like you said. But I don't think anyone's ever said Irish step dancing. So that's sick. <laughs> and you do have really quick feet. So I think your mom's right. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh. And subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. That's awesome. Okay, so going through you eighth grade, you moved to um, to Boulder, mm-hmm. right? So th- then you've been there ever since. Uh, yes. When I graduated, I was in North Carolina for yeah. a year and a half. Then COVID hit, so I came back home. Gotcha. Um, and now I'm in Denver. Okay. But yeah. So moved to Colorado um, in eighth grade, and that's where you were for your recruiting process. Yes. What yeah. was the recruiting process like out there in general, and then just like personally for you? Yeah, lacrosse wasn't very big. So in Florida, it was the town that I lived in. Um, the high school had one, like uh, the championship, I think like 15, 20 years in a row. Like, wow. It was more, it was a bigger hotbed for lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like middle schools had teams and then when I got to Boulder no middle schools have teams they still don't have teams up there yet mm. and um and it was just a lot smaller um I had to go to Denver and a lot of girls still have to go to Denver uh to play on teams and it was just very different so uh, it just wasn't a, a, we're trying to grow it out there yeah but it just wasn't a huge sport, um, especially because soccer, girls' soccer, is in the spring, which makes it really difficult too. Because um, yeah, that was a huge sport for me growing up, and um, I wanted to be able to play both, and that's what a lot of girls do as well. So that was rough, but um, you know, I had for my club teams and my high school team, I had good players and uh, good coaches that really helped. But yeah, recruiting was, uh, it was pretty tough. I don't, I don't even know how your recruiting went, but uh, I just had 
a really bad injury going into my junior year. I uh, fractured uh, my L4, L5, which is in your back. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a bunch of schools drop me um, from recruiting me. I think that a lot of them didn't know um, exactly what it was. And I didn't even know at the time, like how it was going to set me back. And um, luckily I still had two offers left and I worked really hard just um, to get back into shape and have to do a lot of core, <laughs> keep those glutes strong. Yeah. Yep. And um, so CU saw me before I got injured. Uh, the club lacrosse team just kind of, it was a scrimmage between our team, just our grades. And uh, so Anne Elliot saw me and she still gave me an offer. And yeah, so I got really lucky uh, with her. I, I had doctors tell me that I didn't have the mentality to make it as a D1 athlete. And uh, yes, screw you doctor. Um, <laughs> Here I am as a pro athlete. At a girl. We love that. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's, that's a really, uh, like I asked about the recruiting process because like, it's a really stressful time in general. Um, yeah. And then to throw in something that um, I know you even have said in previous interviews too, that like the doctor said that you didn't have the mentality to get through and be a D1 athlete, but they, they were probably even thinking like, she might not even be able to get through this injury in general, you know, yeah. and just being able to like hear that as a young person in general, a young mm-hmm. athlete that has aspirations to go play division one across. And like, make, like you said, like when you fell in love with it, you fell in love with it, you wanted to continue to play. So yeah. what do you think like you learned from that, I guess, going through that really, really tough time and like still being able to come out on top? I think gosh, so many things, but I don't think anyone could tell me who I am or who I'm going to be. I think um, it was a mindset that um, I'm going to do what I need to do. And, you know, obviously having a comeback story or being able to, when people are like, oh, you can't do this or you're not good enough, not all the time you're able to show them or prove them wrong. Um, And you might fail, but... um, I think it's trying to either keep that mentality or that positivity, being able to turn it around in some way. But, um, you know, if you work hard enough and you want it um, bad enough, then you can typically get through it. But I had a lot of support. And um, for me, it's the same way having a team. Like, if my mom and my trainers weren't there and my teammates to like be like we need you and like that dream to be able to play D1 which was always my goal since I was in middle school um then like I don't know if I would have been able to get through it even having that goal and I think support I know and I have learned recently even more so is um something that I really need and I think a lot of the times I'm thinking like maybe in ways if I'm not doing well, people should, I guess, know to support me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I'm trying to learn how to be that support system for myself mentally. And if I need it from 
I guess, in a different level, then uh, I can go and ask. Ask for it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just like getting in my own head, like, oh, why didn't they ask me to do that? Or um, do they not like me? Or like, are they not there to support me? And um, figuring out what you need and like being able to tell people exactly what you need, I think is really important. And it, it's a learning process. Yeah. Always like none of, or not none of the stuff I'm saying, but a lot of the stuff I'm saying, I'm still working on and I'm still trying to figure out because it's, I'm still learning who exactly I am and what I need for myself. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of uh, just a mindset, I think. Absolutely. And I love what you said about leaning on your people. Um, and that support system, especially in hard times, right? Mm -hmm. Like whatever injury it might be, whatever setback it might be when you have support system around that support system around you, it's, um, definitely not easy, but it definitely makes it easier. Yeah. Um, and I also love what you said about asking for help because I think that's something that not only you, definitely myself and a lot of people struggle with is asking for help, especially when you're coming from, that's kind of like where we are in society, right? Like we're mm -hmm. strong, confident women. We're supposed to be athletes. We're supposed to grind through some things, right? We're supposed to be able to do it on our own. Yeah. So asking for help is probably one of the hardest things that we, we have to do. Yeah. Um, so that's a really cool thing that you're working through personally, but also can inspire some of our young listeners to, yeah. to do themselves too. My mom, she even says like recently, she's like, I'm here to help you. Like all you have to do is ask. And I think sometimes we can feel alone and we're getting in that headspace like, like no one's here for me yeah. and like I'm by myself and people want to help. Mm -hmm. Like even people maybe that you don't even know that well, I think if you confide in them, they want to support you. Like I think we don't understand that there is so much love out there because there is a lot of hate and negativity, yeah. but like on a team or your coaches or um, a teacher that you really love, people want to be there yeah there's always somebody to lean on absolutely and it's and it's no shame whatsoever no. in, in asking we, for it. we can't do everything by ourselves yeah. like exactly it's really difficult <laughs> to do that's why there's seven billion people in the world. <laughs> we're supposed to be doing some things together here. <laughs> that's awesome all right well let's also go back into like so you said that Ann Elliott at, um, at CE Boulder, mm -hmm. she was the one who gave you a shot coming out of your yes. recruiting process and your injury in high school. And um, what can you say about like deciding to go to CU? What drew you there? Were you excited to be around home? Were you excited about campus? Like what was some of your kind of like drawing features to? I was not excited to be home. <laughs> <laughs> I lived like 10, 15 minutes away from Boulder even uh, closer to me yeah than me that's Stony Brook wow. my high school was literally like I, I was in a sorority as well so my sorority was here and there was a hill and my high school was right there no way like it was that close to campus but I honestly like in high school I never went up to see you like mm -hmm. I didn't really go like hang out or do anything I went up once when there were um like that when I was a senior and it was the first year of CU's team. Gotcha. Um, so I went and like hung out with the group of girls once. Uh, so maybe went up like two, three times total. <laughs> so it wasn't, it was honestly 
I thought it was going to be worse, but I just, I needed to find my independence and my mom and I butted heads so bad in high school. Like I was just like, I need my space. And my mom was like, I want to love you and hug you. And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was That's so funny. Shout out to our moms. Sorry about that. I do love you, mom. <laughs> Said a weird way a lot of shout outs to my mom. 16. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So it was just like I needed that separation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go home much my freshman year. I also didn't have a car then either. Yeah. But um yeah, I just I needed to find myself and like what I needed. Yeah. But it was honestly not that bad for me because since I never went up there, it was honestly like being in a new town. Mm-hmm. And then once I got older um I went home yeah uh, a lot but uh what was it like playing for like a new program like you said it was new this the second year when you got there yeah it was the second year second year of the program um for a women's lacrosse program what was it like playing for that kind of program like going into that as a freshman um you know it's it was really cool there were a lot of you know learning aspects and my freshman year, we had all sophomores as captains who had only had one year under their belt mm-hmm. and, you know, hadn't had a new team come in either. So I think all around it was really like a learning curve, but, you know, it was cool that we came together and we were able to make it to um, the NCAA tournament uh, by my junior senior year. Which is incredible. I don't, I don't know if it was my sophomore year too. Might have been. <laughs> Never, it could have been. Um, but you know, we really came together as a team on the field, and uh, you know, Anne Elliott, all of our assistant coaches are just incredible too. Um, but it was really fun to be a part of something new, and uh, you know, just set the standards for future players there. And, yeah. Um, try and set an environment uh, which is really cool like culture like, right yeah exactly like we get to say like we were me and Julia Lasella were um, the first like first team moment which is really cool that's really that's really really cool yeah and yeah. so just like little things like that um, are fun yeah that's awesome and then what do you think like so again like you guys were kind of trying to create your own culture, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Like from the ground up, having that opportunity to do that. What do you think were some of like those traditions or maybe like pregame moments or bus ride moments or random little things that you look back and that's what you like think of and get like teary-eyed, emotional, like you wish you could go back? Oh gosh, so many. I know, I know, me too. <laughs> but we used to go off in the locker room. Like um, one of our teammates uh, used to always set up like, a DJ booth so she would like always be like blasting off and like <laughs> setting up a DJ and that continued like when she graduated too and then just doing like weird stuff like we um some teammates cut out uh the faces of our coaches and we had mannequins in our room that had like the uniforms for when like recruits would come through oh and like and they put them like the faces <laughs> on each of the mannequins and just, just like like just silly moments like yeah. that I guess it's um it was just always a good time like um yeah 
having those good little memories, right? Yeah, we didn't have like a ton of bus rides because we flew everywhere really. Okay. But like when we were in California, we would bus from one school to the other, like gotcha. Friday and Sunday. Um, so oh, these three day weekends, they're nothing. <laughs> these oh, three, uh, three, three games, games in a week. weekend. I know, I'm trying not to yawn over nothing. here. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, woo. Today was a tougher practice than I was anticipating. <laughs> um, <laughs> they always are. I know for our three teams they have been yeah everyone else is playing like kickball but <laughs> we're like sixes for an hour and a half I'm like so happy about it though I feel I good know. I'm like I wanna I know I need that too I think that's that's how we kind of operate but yeah anyway okay so um so any like when we're talking about kind of going through your lacrosse journey and everything like that when you were at CU did you see like, did you have a dream of what you were going to do after college? Were you completely unsure? Did you know that you were going to go full on lacrosse as you went through? I had no idea. Yeah. Um, my assistant coach, Alex Frank, um, she was like, you should really do the WPLL. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I want to play lacrosse. Like, I think I might need a break. Like my summers are really <laughs> a mean time to decompress. Um, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, otherwise you wouldn't know me. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now. It's true. Um, and actually I didn't really even know, like I told her, I, I was like, yeah, I'm like not opposed. I was like, maybe for sure. Like, mm-hmm. and then I just got a call that I had just been drafted and I had no idea. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Get some I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> um, what a fun draft story. <laughs> and so um, I'm so glad I did it though. Like it yeah. was such an amazing experience and I got to meet all these amazing uh, women. And um, I had told the same coach that if I didn't get an advertising job, which is what I majored in, then um, I'd be interested in coaching. Mm-hmm. And so then I was, um, I couldn't find an advertising <laughs> job clearly because I'm now coaching. Um, <laughs> part of coaching is advertising your team now. So you're doing something right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like getting into coaching and everything like that. Did you like, did you do a little bit of coaching when you were in college or was it just something that you just found out that you really liked, like being able to mentor young girls? And stuff I like only that? did a little bit in college. Um, there was a club team that was in Boulder for a little bit. So I coached, uh, not a ton, but a little bit with those teams and, uh, then when I graduated, I was a volunteer assistant at UNC Chapel Hill, um, and got to say that because my Colorado folks, it's <laughs> University of Northern Colorado. <laughs> like no, it's not. No, no, it's UNC Chapel Hill. I'm pretty sure they don't have a lacrosse. Team. <laughs> um, We're growing the game. Yeah. <laughs> We're growing the sport. And uh, yeah, so I I still didn't know after that if I wanted to coach. So. The year after I was a volunteer, I was a videographer for the athletic department at UNC. And I, I really loved being in that creative position. Um, but it kind of just came together when I was in 
Colorado that I have a coach again. And, um, you know, there were so many coaches who impacted my life, um, mostly for the better. There were some that obviously weren't as good of mentors um, as I would have hoped, but the ones who did impact my life, I kind of wanted to do the same thing. It was kind of like a give back moment for me. Um, And I'm sure you could say the same for some of your coaches. Um, But, and like when we shared, we did another workshop, Uh, (laughs) but one of the questions were like, who was that uh, person changed and impacted your life or like changed the it was like the turn yeah the turning point um and for me it was Anne Elliot uh, just because she gave me that opportunity to live out my dream and but mostly most people said their high school coach like yeah. pretty much every single person said a coach in their life and I think that's really cool I like I think it's awesome to say I mean sports make you who you are in general, but it's a lot of it is that coach. Um, if it's mentally or physically or, you know, like getting on that line and mentally and physically getting better. Yeah. Um, and just showing your potential. So yeah, for me, it was when I coach, it's always about those girls and not even necessarily lacrosse first, but, um, trying to grow their confidence and strength and, make them better people and uh, help develop them as young girls, young women. Um, yeah, because that was what helped me. And I want to be that support and I want to just, I, I just love my girls. Like yeah. I just, I want to be someone they can maybe say one day. Was that, was yeah. that trying to quick it up? Yeah, just someone in their life that uh, just could have helped them in any way. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I obviously can attest to a lot of those feelings. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us can. And, um, was your coach a, a coach in high school or something? Yeah, I think a lot of my coaches, I was very lucky to have a lot of like, and that's that's one of my main things about playing other sports is like, I learned something different about life from all of the different coaches that I had in different sports oh, yeah. and at different levels. And like without those different teams or those different sports, I would have never gotten those you know what I mean gotten those experiences or those lessons so um no I think it's really it's such an important job it's sometimes a thankless job you know and it's sometimes like um you know overlooked on the on the frank scale of like hey what do you do for a living right but like it is the most rewarding it is the most um tireless just kind of like incredible feeling to be able to see yourself in a young player see someone else that you kind of like grew up with in a young player and just be able to know how to how to help them in, in one way or another or even just be there for them um yeah, so I think it's awesome what you're doing for sure especially you back can. out there in Colorado right <laughs> like trying to grow the game well, I'll come back out anytime you know yeah. <laughs> will you of course yeah okay well, I'm keeping your word on if we keep having weekends like that um yeah move to a new place you guys come out and see it oh perfect there you go keep moving to different apartments so yeah you have to make me come come see them you're forced to um okay so I mean talking about like the next generation and coaching the next generation um obviously we're here playing professional lacrosse and hoping to do something you know we got to play together in WPLL and now we're playing together in Athletes Unlimited and, you know just seeing a bunch of different versions of the pro game and 
it keeps just elevating, right? Because that's our goal. We want it to be sustainable. We want it to be long-term. We want these young players to have something to aspire to do. Um, so where do you want to see women's lacrosse in like 10 to 20 years? Gosh, I mean, <laughs> I'd love to be able to turn on like Fox yeah. and like every big uh, sports channel, ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be amazing to see it and just having the players be paid a full-time salary where they can live off of that and be full-time athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in sixth grade, uh, I just remember like a bunch of friends came over and were talking to me and they're like, oh, are you gonna be a professional lacrosse player? And I was like, no, there isn't even professional lacrosse. And to be sitting here, three years after I graduated being a professional athlete, like I'm in where it is right now. Um, it's just, it's one of the best feelings ever. Cause that was like a mental note. I remember from sixth grade. Yep. And uh, I just, from where we are, like it's taken time obviously, but even just from the last two years to this year, like there's, so much more that we can grow and the sport's growing all over the country and uh, I think we can get there mm-hmm. I think we can get there um, pretty quickly honestly yeah and I think we have a lot of really strong and amazing women um, who are just as excited and hopeful and um, empowered to get lacrosse to where it you want it to be mm-hmm. where it should be in 10 years um, so I'm excited for that yeah I'm excited too I think we just continue to keep making strides like you said and Absolutely. and finding new things that we can like continue to climb the ladder on too like mm-hmm. we just kind of and we are doing it together which is really really special yeah um so speaking of you know what is that that was a good way to put it your brain was, really, too. was really long <laughs> it's a podcast you're supposed to talk <laughs> Talk for hours. How long does this need to be? I don't know. What a five-hour podcast. I can be here. (laughs) I got time. Oh my god, I got time. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream dot on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Okay, so speaking of time, how do you like to spend your time off the lacrosse field? I mean, um, hobbies, other things that you enjoy, I would, I'm going to hype you up right now. We, we're also just talking about sports being on TV and ESPN and all that good stuff. Um, you have sang the national anthem with your sisters at multiple major sports teams games. So can we talk about that a little bit? Like, what is, who is Sarah off the field? Oh, she's crazy. <laughs> I don't really know her. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Sarah Brown off the field? I don't know her. I don't know. Yeah, she's, 
more of an acquaintance. <laughs> okay, how did you and your sisters get into singing? Um, we, my sister, Abby, my older sister, she got asked to sing the national anthem because she's been singing. She used to sing with a bravado mm. um, when she was younger, which is very funny to watch back on. But um, she was always good at singing and got asked to sing the national anthem at like a little little league baseball game. Oh. And me and my younger sister were pissed. They're like, why aren't we being asked to sing? And my mom's like, well, you can't sing. <laughs> and she was like, she says this story a lot nicer than I will. But um, she was like, well, I'll teach you the harmony. And if you guys can harmonize together, then you guys can sing together. Um, so my mom taught us the harmonies. And um, then we started singing more songs together. And I don't know why we did this, but we got up and we all pretended to play random instruments. That's like the worst video ever. We pretended to play instruments for to sing this song. Um, we, we just wanted to be the Dixie Chicks so bad. Or now they're called the Chicks. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then from there we just we got lessons. We practiced, and uh, when we were when I was nine, um, we sang the national anthem at Fenway uh, for kids opening day the year after they won the World Series. Wow. In two, so we sang it in 2005. Um, you were nine years old. I was nine years old. And your younger sister was younger than you, obviously. Yeah, she was, I guess she was seven. Wow. Or, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to need to see a video of that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was on YouTube, I think. Wow. I don't know if it's still on there, but uh, we, we always make fun of my brother because he was filming the players. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, you missed, like, the beginning essentially when we were like starting to sing because he was filming the players <laughs> instead of us <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it's such a brother it's such a brother <laughs> um and then my one of our coaches at cu he was like my girlfriend's on the cu alum um or organization team um and they were looking for someone from CU to sing for the like CU Rockies game, um, so we got uh, to be we got to do that because um, yeah, of that. <laughs> and the difference was we sang it recorded when we were nine because we obviously didn't know how to sing with all the reverb. Yeah. Um, and so we sang it live and obviously didn't practice. So that was interesting, but that was really fun. So I just emailed them up again. I was like, hey, do you need, because um, yeah. I still had their email. I was like, do you need more national anthem singers? Uh, all of my sisters and I are vaccinated. Um, we can do it whenever. Um, so we, my sister was in uh, Montana at the time. So she flew out and came and sang with us. And yeah, so that was a time. couple months ago, right? Yeah. Around that, April, May. April or May. Yeah, one of, one of those the Rockies game. Yeah. So, wow. and you did, and you by yourself sang it at WPL. Right? No, no, no. Or your sister was there. Yeah. And I sang by myself with, or not by myself. I sang, I guess, my older sister always sings lead. Gotcha. And I sang the high harmony. My sister sings low harmony. Um, so I did it once by myself or <laughs> with my younger sister, but once singing lead. Gotcha. Um, 
for senior day. Um, that was very nerve wracking. Yeah, because it's just old. Yeah, yeah, we get to just rely on our older sisters. <laughs> but I was like, I can't do it if one of my sisters isn't there. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Audrey, you have to do Which this. I'm sure you could. Which I was I'm like, sure Audrey, yeah. So she, she luckily made that ten times better. So do you play any instruments as well? The same. I do. I play mandolin, guitar, and a little piano and ukulele. Wow. So music is a big hobby for you. It's for a lot of people, they like journal, but my journaling is like writing songs, mm. even if they suck. Like I might not um, take it to a guitar, but like I just like if I'm upset about something, I just like write in like poem or song. <laughs> That's um, really cool. Yeah, it's I wish I had the ability to do that. <laughs> I just write a poem and I, I can't put them anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like my little outlet for me. So. I love listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard for me to actually do work with music, though, because I just want to sing constantly. Mm. I'm just, yeah, I'm always dancing. I was going to say, moving, you, I'm always looking at your playlist on Spotify, looking for some <laughs> new music. And every time we're together, it's like, have you heard this one yet? Have you heard this one yet? <laughs> I love music. I know, but that's great. We need people like that in our life. Otherwise, we'll listen to the same 12 songs over and over again. Yeah, which like, I do sometimes. I mean, you have to sometimes. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so we talked a lot about like things that you know you love to do, things that have inspired you throughout like um, your journey as a lacrosse player and also lacrosse field. But um, one piece that we like to like finish out our little discussion with is um, an inspiration piece and like one thing, one piece of advice that maybe a mentor or a role model or someone who has kind of crossed paths in your life that has stuck with you and for everyone. Uh, I was trying to think of this before I feel like this should be really easy for me but I think there's just like so much um I guess the biggest advice I probably have is and I've heard from multiple people but be yourself and I think like in high school I didn't have a very easy like girls were pretty mean to me because I was myself um but it made me really insecure in a lot of ways. It was like, am I not cool enough? Um, and that happens like all the time, even now. It's yeah. like you, but when I stop being myself and I get anxious about that, people end up liking me less. Yeah. Or they're like, she's weird. Or, you know, like I do something because I'm trying to fit in and it feels like awkward and uncomfortable. And I think that energy comes across the same way mm-hmm. like people feel that and um when you accept who you are and just like the person that you are others do too mm-hmm. so it's not as um and like when you can love yourself and project project that out people feel that too it's just that energy mm-hmm. um so yeah I think obviously my mom probably told me that at one point um we're gonna have to have your mom on the podcast you should she'd be great (laughs) she's literally the strongest person I know and smartest so um she's raised a kid a good daughter thank you I'm gonna tell her that (laughs) she's 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 gonna be like no I'm gonna be like that's not true (laughs) oh my goodness well amazing I love I love that you said that I mean be yourself and um, like the, a lot of a lot of our pressures that we kind of 
work up inside our own head come from outside forces, mm -hmm. right? Or come from wanting to fit in or come from wanting to make other people happy. Um, when you can, you can learn to love yourself and project that kind of energy, um, you're most likely going to love yourself even more and people around you are going to kind of, um, kind of cling towards you too. So, and if like you're around someone who like makes you feel like you can't be that person, then maybe you don't need to be around that. Mm -hmm. Like it, um, you don't need to take on somebody else's energy that's making you feel worse about yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So learning to, like, it's not a bad thing to cut people out of your life that aren't making you grow as a human. Absolutely. You want the people who are going to lift you up, not tear you down. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We have two questions from KO17 Lacrosse. From our fam here, they asked us some questions oh, for Sarah Brown. Wow, really? Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting any questions. Oh, stop it. <laughs> okay, so what is um, one piece of advice you can give someone who wants to be the best defender that they can be? Um, I mean, for me personally, like, I figure out the way that you learn. So if that's through... Um, watching videos like I really like film mm -hmm. and I I need to have it broken down for me um so like every single time that I would watch film I would do it one-on-one -on -one with my assistant coach um that's just like the way that I learn and it helped me even if I knew kind of what I needed to do and I could see it having someone tell me again and just watching what the attacker or that midi was going to do then I could I could see it better on the field um so for me it was watching film for you it might be doing footwork or getting out there but um I think something that I didn't do in high school or I probably should have done more in college as well was um just I think people think as defenders you don't need to have good stick skills but you 100% do like our whole sport is based around our stick um so make sure that you're getting out there and getting confident and comfortable with your stick. And, um, you know, just, um, I think some other things are a lot of footwork. Yeah. Um, just being quick, but, um, also, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing defensively is doing stuff without my stick because you can start getting bad habits and, um, when you start to lean mm -hmm. that's like the biggest habit that I can sometimes get back into and just making sure that you're really staying straightforward and using your feet instead of your hands so okay. either use not using your stick when you're practicing sometimes and watch the hips watch their hips these attackers are tricky they try to dodge you and like <laughs> do some fancy ass stuff can I say that one? <laughs> So watch their hips because <laughs> their head, their feet, everything, the yep. stick, like you'll get busted <laughs> in a second. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, favorite athlete and why? <laughs> I know the answer. That's why she's laughing at me. <laughs> Tom Brady. Say it louder for the people in the back. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my God. Why? Tom, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Please come visit me. Uh, <laughs> Why do you like Tom Brady? Why do you look up to him as an athlete? Oh, he just, I mean, he's on, what is it, 20, 
I don't even know how many years now, 20 something years. Yeah. And he's now at this point, I mean, I loved him before he even went to another team and won the Super Bowl. But that just shows like um, he took pay cuts um, so that other people could be on his team. Like he, uh, like he's great, like vibes in the locker room he's just that leader and he's super competitive competitive he wants to win but like um he just yeah he'll just do anything to win but um it's that mindset like people are gonna tell him no people are gonna be like wow you can't run fast and he's gonna take that and be like but I can do all of this yeah and like um it was he either went up to Robert Kraft or Bill, and once he got drafted, he said, "This is my like the best decision you'll ever make." Or well, he said something along the lines of that. Um, and you know, he's he might not be the fastest, but he's figured out a way um, that works for his body, like yeah. exercising, food, uh, to keep him going at his age. And um, I think a lot of people are like that's a horrible way like you shouldn't do that but everybody's bodies are different too and Absolutely. so like he's clearly it clearly works for him mm-hmm. um and I think majority of that for him is a mindset mm-hmm. and um for someone like me who can get in my own head and uh it's just like a good person to look back on because you know we're gonna fail and I think he's failed plenty of times too but it's also made him with a bunch of rain. <laughs> with a bunch of rain. <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay, so we do one last segment. It's called Quick Finishes. Woo! Because, you know, quick finishes in lacrosse. Oh, well, for you. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't want you to do quick finishes. <laughs> when we're playing on the same team, you do. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. true go true, purple, true. go purple. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so quick finishes, we just do a quick little, like, speed round of questions just to get to know you better and that's gonna wrap up our episode cool are you ready yeah okay so like i can't explain anything. you can it's oh, okay it's not there's no real like okay. crazy set rules. these make me nervous i'm not gonna lie pizza or tacos honestly i would have said pizza like a couple years ago but it's now tacos oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> what's your spirit animal a dog and a dog I've been around too many Long Island people. I'm saying dog. Yeah, you just said dog. I just said dog. You... Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the Parekas. You're hanging out with me too much. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Long the Island girl. <laughs> it's the Parekas' fault. <laughs> a dog. Um, yeah, a dog. I <laughs> actually asked people this morning, it would probably be uh, a golden. Yeah, I just love people. I love to play. Okay, <laughs> I love it. I love, I love to love. There you go. Okay. I just want to give everyone cuddles. Okay, I love it. That's fine. You can be a golden retriever. Okay, what is one band or artist that you want to see in concert right now? So many. Um, Anderson Pack. Nice. Oh, like he's just such good vibes. Yeah. Oh, love him. I think you sent me like multiple of his songs. Probably. Beach or mountains? 
Ooh. Yeah, this isn't hard for me. Okay. I know I live in the mountains, but it's beach okay. all day. I love the beach. I love any body of water. Okay. I will be in it. See, I thought I was going to really get you with that one. I but know. It's yeah. okay. It's <laughs> fine. I'm not upset at all. Um, what's your favorite dessert food? Oh, too many. I'm a dessert gal, but uh, cheesecake. Cheesecake. Wow. You just I, threw me off there. Yeah. I also love angel food cake, which a lot of people think is so weird. I love it. It's, angel food cake? Yeah. It's like a really like fluffy, like kind of like sponge cake, but um, even airier. Even airier. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It sounds like I could eat some of that right now. Yeah. It's so good. I eat a whole entire thing though, so. <laughs> Always. What's your favorite jersey number? Um, well, I've been 24 for a while, but um, three is my lucky number. Mm. Um, what's the best place that you've traveled to? So many. Uh, so only in the state, but uh, my family and I go to this little island in Maine. Um, it's called Cranberry Island. So it's just beautiful. No mm. service. One general store. It's like wow. Two, just like two miles long. Off grid. Off grid. Got to nice. take a boat to get there. Just very cool. Yeah. Cranberry Island. Cranberry Island. What a fun little name. Right. <laughs> Okay, last but not least, what's one thing on your bucket list? Uh, to travel. Yeah, I think. Anywhere in particular? Anywhere out of the country, but also would love to go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, it's on our list, too. Yeah, just because you can get cheaper flights there, I feel like, than going out of the country. But Germany, would love to go back to Japan. Yep. Um, Thailand, Switzerland, everywhere. I want to go all the places. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, well, that um, wraps up all of our notes here, but no. I know you could talk for five more hours, and I know you will later, so <laughs> off air, but I just want to say thank you for coming on and hanging out with um, our KO17 fam and anybody who's listening to this, and um, again, I'm just going back to the our point from the beginning, like, super grateful to have you in my life, even though our paths didn't cross till later on, but um, that's the beauty of it, and I can't wait to continue to grow this part with you. Thanks. You're an amazing coach. Oh, thanks so You're much. You're so good. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you guys next time. Sarah Brown, everyone. <laughs> Kylie. Oh, thanks.